Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Good morning and welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. We are so glad to have a wonderful guest with us today because I think we all know that physical fitness helps our emotional health. And while we often think that we don't have time to fit exercise in or find an exercise that we can stick with and love, it's still extremely important to making sure that we are whole. And At Wise Health for Women, we are very conscious of body, mind, and spirit. And today we're going to be talking with Amy Stafford, the founder of Body and Soul Fitness. And we're going to talk about women's health and how it's much more than just the physical aspects. So I'd love to welcome to our show, Amy Stafford. Welcome. Thank you, Linda. It is a pleasure to be with you and your listeners today. And all you said in your intro is exactly correct. Um, there's <laughs> Occasionally a lot I'm more right. to physical fitness. That's right. There's so much more to it than just exercise and physical fitness. And as a trainer, um, you would think that I would be all about the physical fitness, but there's so much more to it. Amy, did we lose you? I don't think so. I'm oh, there you here. go. Okay, it was just a, a silence. No problem. I agree with you entirely. And I think that overall wellness is something that we all strive to achieve. And, and it, it includes things like getting enough sleep, um, having enough socialization, talking to other people. And it, it is not easy to do in this busy age where you literally could sit at home and be connected to anyone and everything by computer, your phone even, and we're, we're sorely lacking sometimes the, the peace that makes us human and connected and engaged with others. What do you think about that? Well, I agree with you completely. Yet again, as a group fitness instructor and a personal trainer, I see that in my daily life of what it means for women, especially to connect with other people. And in my in my business, it's women connecting with women through exercise and, and faith and fitness in a group environment. And so I do see that even those that re-energize, they might consider themselves to be introverts, and they re-energize with that time alone, there's still such great benefit in connecting with other people, whether they're like-minded, completely different than you to create very interesting conversations. I think that really does feed us, especially as women. And I love your show. And it's that wise health for women. We want to be wise in what we participate in, whether it's exercise or those emotional connections with other people. So I think connecting, just like you said, we connect through the internet. We, we FaceTime people, we Facebook people, but we aren't actually across maybe a table drinking tea or coffee with somebody or exercising in a group environment with another person. And you really do want to set that as a goal for that social connection, if nothing else. As a trainer, you know, you're going to hear me say that, oh, we want to get exercise most days of the week, whether it's cardiovascular or strength training. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, you want that connection with other people every single day of the week. Because a day could get by that you're doing your work at home, you've 
FaceTimed and Facebooked and checked in with all your social media sites and your cleaning house and making dinner and then you go to pick up the kids and that's the first time maybe that you've left your house and maybe connected with another person. So I think that's a good goal to set along with exercise. You even said in your intro, finding that time and then being able to stick with something. So I think that social interaction is part of that. We've got to make the time, give ourselves permission to make the time to connect with people and then do it in such a way that lets you stick to it because it really does feed your soul. You, you feel like that day was a better day maybe because you connected with, with somebody that you haven't connected with in a, in a long time. So I, I agree. I hear you perfectly. Yeah, and I think that one of the things that has always struck me is you have a better day when you say, mm-hmm. you know, I, I reflected on the conversation I had with so-and-so or I saw um, somebody else at the grocery store who I haven't seen in weeks. And your mind starts to build the, the web of connections that is the tapestry of our lives. If mm-hmm. our tapestry is made up of a single thread and it's us, and then there's a few little intersections, our little tapestry is going to have holes in it everywhere. And I think that the strength we get from others, the um, eye contact, a hug, I, I know that our body, mind, and soul, uh, spirit, etc., um, God tells us he gives us what we need, but sometimes it helps if there's skin on it and you can actually hug someone. <laughs> and, and I think that it is pretty interesting that we are very disconnected in this day and age when there's more connection than ever, but not that social camaraderie in person. And you know, studies have shown that you will live longer if you have friends, if you have social interactions, and talk about wellness, wouldn't you rather live well meeting other people and sharing time with them than to simply be on your own? We weren't meant to be on our own. Absolutely. That's exactly right. And depending on where your listeners are coming from, just from their their background of family, you know, I think what you said is is very wise again to live well it does mean that we're connected we weren't created to live alone we were created to live in community mm-hmm. and regardless of what your community may look like you might be um, one with lots and lots of friends and you are that extrovert and you want to be with a lot of people and you get that feeding from that that's great but even somebody that's listening today that is a little quieter maybe not that extrovert but living well is still in a community though your size community might be different than mine but it still does allow you to interact with others um, give and receive information that eye contact that physical touch um, even just expanding your ideas um, through conversation with somebody i think that is all like you said part of living well and exercise fits into that from my perspective in that Um, I live a lot of my life leading group fitness classes, and so I get that interaction with people in community, but I get to see what that does for the folks that are within these classes as well that maybe Mm -hmm. have come in from a long day at the office and just really want, they want to connect, but they also want to get rid of some steam and maybe some frustration. So it's fun to be on that side of it and see a group of people interact Outside of me, I'm leading exercise, but it's great to see them come in and feel that release, I think, and that Mm -hmm. connection with other people and then leave perhaps feeling like, huh, this day was a little better 
than I thought it was going to be, or maybe it's a little better now than when I got here. And that's a beautiful thing to watch in a group atmosphere. It absolutely is. And I think there's almost among some people a pride that I'm too busy. I'm just too busy. I'm caught up in my busyness. And I, I think I'm seeing the pendulum swing a little bit that people realize being in chaos all the time, never putting yourself mm-hmm. first, never finding the self-awareness that says, wait, wait, wait a minute, I, I need to help me because when I'm stronger, I can help others. Do you think that there is a growing self-awareness, how important it is to find time as women for ourselves? I think absolutely, Linda, that there is. I think we, like you said, the pendulum has swung. We're moving at a at a quicker rate as a society, I think, than we ever have before. We have electronics and technology at the speed of light, and and we still feel like there's got to be more, and there's got we've got to be even more productive. And I think we are seeing it swing back in that. Um, we're all too busy. I think anybody, <laughs> we can all say we're all really too busy. And the listeners are going, yes, I'm so busy. And I think you're right. There is some pride there because I think those of us, and I will put myself in that as well as a type A person, I really, at the end of the end of my day, I would like to see a lot of check marks off of my to-do list. Uh-huh. And so I feel like, oh, it was a busy day, but it was so productive. And I think we've got to be careful. I know I do with myself. To not let busy and productivity be on the same plane. I could mm-hmm. be productive in other ways, which might mean I took time to exercise for myself. I took time maybe to meet a friend for coffee and made time to run some errands and get dinner ready when the family got home. I might not be able to check that off my list, but those are important things for me as a woman who works and runs a home and has children and family and all that. And So it's important, I think, to be able to not be so busy and tie that so into productivity as far as my task list goes, that we really can operate at a slower pace and have that better, well-lived life from day to day. So all days don't need to be slam-packed, but maybe there are days when I need to schedule myself some time to be alone or time to read. Um, I don't always do that for me because I feel like I need to be up and moving and busy, busy. But I think we have to make room for less busyness in our lives and not let productivity run us. Well, and I I think that if you look back, uh, some of the most productive, most positive are those where time allowed you or you actually mm-hmm. inserted and scheduled the time to do those things that fed you as a person. Somehow the time warps to allow you to fit those things in and you end up with a very positive emotional mm-hmm. uh, behavior you know, profile at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. by building in social connection and fun, you've, you've lifted your spirits and probably those around you. I think so. And something you said that, that I picked up on was intentional. And I think that is true. If we allow our day to just get away and we aren't intentional for our own wellness, maybe our own quiet time, making room for certain things, we, it's just not going to happen more than likely. So I think that intentional effort to be self-aware, to be connected socially, 
to do what fills our passion bucket, or like you said, that we find fun, that mm-hmm. just makes us happy, if you will, just because it makes us happy. So I think that intentional effort has to be there. I agree with you, and we're coming up on a break. And I, I think that intentionality for all things is important. And making time for ourselves and scheduling ourselves is very, very important to flourish. So we're going on a short break. We are talking with Amy Stafford of Body and Soul Fitness, and we'll be back after these short messages. Stay with us. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Did you know that the average teenager drinks twice as much soda as milk? Since 1983, sugar consumption in the U.S. is up 28%. Why is that? There are several reasons, but one of the most common is soft drinks. 20-ounce beverages have become the norm, and it's not surprising to find that 43% of our sugar comes from drinks. Sugar is blamed for poor nutritional diets. USDA data shows that people whose diets are high in added sugar eat less calcium, fiber, iron, protein, and many other important nutrients. Fat-free foods are also a culprit. Since sugar is fat-free, many people tend to think it's okay to eat as much as they want. Remember that just because a food is fat-free does not mean that it's calorie-free also. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. It's How do you feel about double dipping? You know, when someone picks up a chip or a shrimp, dips it into the sauce, enjoys the taste, and then dips again. I've always been jubbers. That means suspicious of the communal dip bowl. Refraining from dipping into a delicious crab dip might be too irresistible for an opsophagist. That's a person who loves delicacies. Thick dips such as cheese, chocolate, and hummus are safer with fewer bacteria. Salsa is runny, and so more bacteria can get back into the bowl. To take the hammer glamour or confusion out of it, think of it this way. Before you double dip at a party, you might ask yourself, Do I want to kiss everyone here? Of course, that might depend on who's at the party. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. feel about double dipping? You know, when someone picks up a chip or a shrimp, dips it into the sauce. Welcome back. We're continuing our discussion with Amy Stafford. And before the break, we were talking about, you know, physical activity, making time for fun, making time for yourself, and and filling your passion bucket. Tell me why you feel that's so very important that we make time as women for ourselves in that busy scheduled day. Well, Linda, 
when I when I say passion bucket, it really is, and I hope the listeners go with me here in their minds right now, in that what is that that really brings you joy? Not just happiness, not circumstantial mm-hmm. happiness, but really joy. What what feeds those passions in you that make you want to get out of bed in the morning or makes you look forward to the to the day or even the next day or something in the future? And so I hope the listeners are really thinking, oh, I love this or I love that. And that's really something that God has put in me as a woman that really just keeps me going and is in my in my encouragement, maybe encourages me and, and fills me with that excitement. And so I think as women, we are naturally servers. We serve our families and we want to do things well. But then if that passion bucket isn't filled with something, we really can't serve from that empty place. Mm-hmm. And so I know for me, mine is part of mine is social connection with people. So I get my energy from people. And so if I've been maybe in my office too long or just by myself doing different things, I can feel my energy level wane a little bit. And I know, oh, it's time to get out there and maybe take a class or meet a friend for lunch because that's something that does fill that passion bucket. And so it allows me to serve from a place of fullness where I find that joy. So I think it's important as women, because we do long to give away and we want to serve, we've always got to have that deposit being made back in us. And it's different for all of us. Some, it's not exercise. That doesn't fill their passion bucket, and that's okay. But for somebody else, it might be time with their pet, taking Mm -hmm. their dog for a nice long walk, Mm -hmm. um, reading a good book, or watching a movie from years ago, maybe a classic movie that they love. So it's just a matter of identifying maybe just a couple of things that you know that really does replenish your soul and give you that joy to work from within so that you can serve from a full place. I agree with you entirely, but I will ask you this. Don't you hear women say this all the time? I I don't have time to figure that out. I'm too busy. (laughs) And my response usually is, I, I hope that you will find the time to just give yourself five minutes to reflect on what does make you happy. Yes. It's not I things. Think it's vital. It's, it I think is, it's vital, it too. Vital. And, yeah. and it's not things. It's usually, um, you know, playing with your kids uh, or yeah. a special song that you love to hear when it comes on the radio just lifts your spirits. It's memories. Mm-hmm. It's photographs. It's the joy. And I think that joy is something to infuse ourselves with as much as possible because life can be hard. It really can. Absolutely. And so being able to infuse joy into that passion bucket each and every day, if possible, is really important. Let's move now to the body part of this, the physical connection to wellness, because we've, we're, we're skirting around all of this, the body, mind, and spirit, and I think it's important that we feed all of it. So go to yeah. and and why it's important for us for physical benefits, health benefits, wellness benefits. Yes, physical, we are, we can talk mental and spiritual and emotional, but we are physical beings. And so our bodies are amazing machines. And thankfully, we have minds and it's so much more than just an amazing machine. But but just like a machine, we need to fuel our bodies in such a way 
whether it's fueling with food or fueling with rest or taking that time, that step away from busyness, we really do need to fuel our bodies so that they function in an efficient manner. So no different than putting the good fuel or the correct fuel into your automobile. You know, if you put something else in there, it's just not going to run right, and eventually it's going to stop running completely. And so our bodies are these beautiful, perfectly made machines that call for rest. They call for certain kinds of foods. We want to be careful how much sugar or saturated fats and things like that we put in them. There's a balance there, and that's always a big, big discussion in in Mm -hmm. a group of women that are exercising. They always want to talk about diets and things like that. And so it's much more than a diet in that it's really the right fuel that you're putting into your body so that your systems function the way they're supposed to. And even though we're all made beautifully and somewhat the same anatomically, our bodies are going to respond differently to different kinds of foods. So where you might be comfortable eating one thing and you feel great, I might not. And so I always like to encourage ladies to pay attention to how their machine runs, if you will, based on what they are eating and drinking and if they feel like they're getting enough rest. Because If we'll take a moment, just like taking the time to not be too busy and to settle down the chaos a little bit and be more self-aware, if we'll take a moment to consider how our bodies are responding to what we're putting it through, whether it's food, drink, rest or not, our bodies really will tell us how we're doing. It will tell us, oh, you're doing great, Linda. You're, You're eating what you need to eat and you're sleeping well. Let's keep going because we're working efficiently and we're doing great here but then mine might be saying, oh, whatever you ate last night was not the right choice, and we're going to be sluggish <laughs> today as a result. So definitely mm-hmm. listen to your body because it will absolutely tell you how you're doing. And I think what's important is that you're talking about fuel and um, nutrition and, and paying attention to what makes you feel good. And weight management is such an issue these days. Mm-hmm. But things like exercise will help you to manage chronic conditions. Mm-hmm. Your bone density, it's so important to have weight-bearing activity as you get older. And I think a lot of people forget about those things. And you, while you've built the bulk of your bone density in your 20s and 30s, if you don't keep moving, you will start to lose a lot of the strength that you gained. And you mentioned balance. Um, literally, balance is one of those mm-hmm. things that can go by the wayside if we aren't moving and using it. Physical strength is important, and you please talk about that, but also talk about the effect of exercise on stress release. That's the one thing that's going to bombard us in this world, but <laughs> there are ways to release it in healthier manners than others. Absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned a couple of things that are really important that I want to come back to. Weight-bearing mm-hmm. exercise as women Mm-hmm. absolutely important. We're getting a lot through the lower extremities because we're walkers generally. Um, so we're getting a lot of weight-bearing exercise through the lower body, which is great for the bone density of the lower body. But the upper body, as women, it takes a little bit more effort, I think, to do some weight-bearing exercise, whether that's mm-hmm. with pulleys or small hand weights or push-ups on the wall or on a desk or on the floor, things like that, just so we're weight-bearing and we've got those strong bones. So like you said, we do lose some bone density as we age, but it's never too late to get that back into your life so that 
you are keeping the bone density that you have and losing it at a slower rate. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned strength, which is so true. Strength and balance go hand in hand in a lot of scientific cellular ways, which we won't talk about today. But generally, (laughs) the stronger we are, our inner ears are just more balanced and we're more likely to have better working balance or less likely to fall, which is always a concern as we get older. And again, that goes into the bones being more dense. So if we do fall, we have less likely of an injury. And then you landed on stress, which is so huge in this chaotic, fast-paced, busy world in which we live. And so exercise releases endorphins and a lot of things molecularly happen within our body when we exercise. And for those that are listening that don't love exercise, hear me when I say exercise can be turning on some music at home and dancing up and down the hallway. It doesn't have to be going to a gym if that's not where you want to be. And so just movement begets movement. And so I think it's just important that we allow ourselves to move in such a way that brings us joy so that we allow all that to happen molecularly so that we do manage our stress better because there are only so many ways we can get rid of stress in your life. Just like you said, Linda, we're going to experience that no matter what. And so we need to look into ourselves and figure out what fills that passion bucket, what allows us to find some joy that is movement because movement begets movement Mm -hmm. and we are able to manage our stress better. And then that means we just manage more in our lives better. And hopefully we begin to see that path of um, resistance open up, if you will, so that you've suddenly realized I'm handling more and more and more and I'm finding more joy because I'm making that intentional effort to get that movement into my life and I'm able to manage the stress that's around me because a lot of it we just can't control. It's going to come in no matter what. And so I want to be moving and be as healthy and well as I can so that I feel like I can process that stress, like you said, in healthy ways. It's true because there is a great temptation um, to go sit on the couch. I mean, we are a nation of people who sit on couches a lot Mm -hmm. and it's, it's very, very important that we stay moving, especially as we get older, because if you don't use it, you will lose it in terms of your flexibility, your bone density, as you mentioned, your balance. And I know 80-year-olds who act and behave in ways that are youthful and younger than some 35-year-olds I see. And and I think that that has to do with the joy, the the movement, the fuel, um, the whole body, mind, and spirit piece, and the social connections. And I, I think they're all critically, vitally important. This is not going to go away. But if we can keep up those other parts of our lives, we really will uh, have a better quality of life. We're going on another break at this point, and I look forward to hearing more about the wise decisions that we can make, and I'm, I'm making a pun there because obviously wise health for women is important to me, but one decision at a time. And we'll talk about motivation and how we get started and why wait because someday is not a day of the week. We're going on a short break. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio, and we're talking with Amy Stafford of Body and Soul Fitness today. We'll be right back. Don't go away. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. 
year, the United States Postal Service successfully ships over 160 billion packages and letters, with bills traveling through the mail at twice the speed of checks. Automated sorting machines read zip codes and directs the mail to the proper destination. But last year, they failed to read some 2.4 billion pieces of mail, all because of cacography. That's bad handwriting. So what happens to all that errant mail? The post office hires more than 700 postal clerks to decipher the most difficult ones. When a sorting machine discovers an illegible address, it scans and sends a digital image to the clerk's computers. Amazingly, the average clerk can crack the code in just three seconds. Not everyone can keep up, though, as management at the post office is always pushing the envelope. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert Annette Hammond. A life of daily exercise and healthy eating has been found to prevent Alzheimer's disease. With 35 million cases in the U.S. and the world, a new study published in The Lancet Neurology shows that healthy living can prevent Alzheimer's. The study states that not enough physical activity is the number one preventable factor that contributes to the disease. About one-third of the U.S. population is sedentary, so the highest risk factor is also extremely widespread but easy to remedy. The other conditions the study cites are depression, obesity, diabetes, smoking, high blood pressure, low education, and not using your brain efficiently. They say living a healthy life and eliminating these behaviors in your life will help prevent Alzheimer's disease. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Welcome back. And and I'd like to make a comment on motivation. I, I know that oftentimes we think I've got to be motivated to exercise. I have to be motivated to eat right. I have to be motivated to read better books, uh, go find my faith community, talk to other people. And, and yet often we paralyze when we start to think about all the shoulds we should do in our lives. And I, I think the most interesting comment I, I heard from John Maxwell, the leadership coach and expert, was that if you wait to get motivated, you're probably not going to get there. But if you take action, your action moves the motivation. I'll give you the example of you don't feel like going out and taking a walk or a run. But when you do, you find that, huh, five minutes in, you start to feel really good. You feel better. And then when you're done, you think, why was I dreading that? I always feel better when I go. I liken that to everything in our lives in terms of take those decisions one by one, physical, spiritual, mental, or emotional, and just take them on one at a time. But don't wait to be motivated because if you wait for the perfect time, it won't come. Linda, you're exactly right. And I know your listeners are tuned into you as well because I understood exactly where you were going with that as well with, oh, I was five minutes into my walk and I'm so glad I'm here and you get back and you think, gosh, this is going to be a great day set before me. But you didn't necessarily feel that motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. But that's where I think as, as humans, we just want to develop those good patterns. And just like you said, one decision 
at a time and don't beat yourself up if today wasn't the day to make that decision because we could do it this afternoon instead. Mm-hmm. So I always tell women, forgive yourself if you haven't made the wisest decision, maybe for what you chose to do this morning or maybe what you ate this afternoon or whatever. Just move on. Look ahead. Move on because you've got the day set before you that you can make that next decision that's wiser than the one you made before. And like you said, you get a few minutes into that workout or whatever you've chosen to do an activity that fills that passion bucket. And you you do sort of laugh to yourself and think, gosh, Mm -hmm. why was I not wanting to do this? Because right now I feel fantastic. And that's the, the physical part of that. But even like you said, spiritually and mentally, what fills that passion bucket? If it's maybe calling someone you love and just sitting down with a cup of tea and having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, if that fills that passion bucket, that's one wise decision at a time that you feel like, I just want to sit down and quietly speak with her because she's older and wiser than me, maybe. And so I know that I'm going to benefit from that activity if I'll just slow down and intentionally take that action. So even emotionally, if you just need to maybe forgive someone or yourself for something that really does set our soul free to be unencumbered, to just be able to live a little freer and feel Mm -hmm. more joy. And so that's another one of those wise decisions that you can make. For me, I'm a follower of Jesus, a proclaimed Christian, and, and Mm -hmm. I, and I exhibit that faith in my body and soul fitness class because that's sort of my, place where I can do that. And so I love being able to welcome women into my class who maybe have not grown up in that Christian environment, or maybe she doesn't feel like she can just experience that joy. And I love to see her get five minutes into that wise decision of making Mm -hmm. making that choice to exercise today and really see her come alive for those metabolic things to be happening within her body to where she's starting to feel really good, but also just to see that look on her face and maybe clearer eyes and a little more of a smile on her face because she knows she's made a good decision to come into this safe place where she can listen to praise music and maybe that's something that brings her joy and she had forgotten so she had taken the time to do that. And so, again, that's just one decision at a time. And I just want to encourage everybody, start today. Don't look at what you did earlier today, maybe, but just this afternoon or tomorrow, you know, just go ahead and start with that very next decision. Yes, I think we have a tendency to look forward and say, I need to achieve X by the end of this month or the end of three months. And and the reality is that if you make small intentional changes, it will all add up and it won't be like trying to eat the whole elephant. It's just doing it one bite at a time. But I want to come back to, you were talking about the small decisions and when someone comes into a class with very uplifting music, don't you believe that, well, maybe I'm leading you into this, I believe that music is a great unifier and that if people are not exposed to any type of music, whether it's opera, country, praise music, whatever, it may be new to them. But it's a joy. It's a it's a unifier, and there's good beats, and and I I find it to be an energizing force. I, I've rarely seen anyone listen to music without tapping their toe. You're right. No, I think you're right, and I think studies support that. You know, your listeners can go Google a little bit of that because it is amazing what 
studies have shown that have changed people's, you know, mental state or emotional state and physical when the music begins to play. Just like you said, it's hard to listen to it and not at least tap your toe. Mm-hmm. So in a, in a group fitness class, for example, when there's upbeat, fun music, whether it's one you know or not, but of course it's always fun when there are those songs that you know and then suddenly the class is just singing along and it's a, and it's a fitness party and it's so fun. <laughs> but even when it's a song that you don't know, but then you see somebody else that that really does bring joy and then you begin to learn those lyrics in the classes that I teach, I like to play some of the same music um, for a few weeks at a time mm-hmm. so that they begin to, to know those lyrics. And then they think, oh, I didn't know this song a couple of weeks ago, but now I do, and it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And so it gives you another reason to look forward to coming in thinking, oh, I'm going to hear that song again. And so the way you said it of music being unifying, I think that's very, very true, whether it's your style of music or not. There's still just that uplifting, tap my toe, raise my hands, dance along to it, get some exercise. You just find joy in that in that musical lyric, I think. And the movement, because I think as women, we are taught to um, act a certain way, to, to move our bodies in a certain way, to um, be constrained in many things. Whereas when you're dancing out loud, and, and mm-hmm. having the joy show, there's such a freedom in that. We had a family wedding a couple of weeks ago, and there were probably 20 of us, um, all cousins, that ranged in age from more mature, like me, all the way down to 14. And we were all completely laughing, enjoying everything that was coming on and one of those line dances came along and I am totally a klutz at at these things and I just laughed because it didn't matter it was a safe place it was fun to poke fun at myself and lo and behold I learned it very quickly and I, I laughed because you don't get a chance to be exuberant much as a woman these days you're constrained you're acting properly and that has its place as well but boy being able to move with great joy and abandon isn't that a fun way to fill a passion bucket absolutely. even for an hour absolutely and for me being a fitness trainer i think that's great it's movement it's exercise and you don't even feel like it's exercise because i right. know not everybody loves exercise so that's a four-letter word for some folks, but but I think you're right. And and even thinking as you were speaking, music music and movement to music really is ageless. Like you said, there was a big range of ages, but you were all having fun. You might have mm-hmm. looked a little different. Some might have been moving a little more or a little less than somebody else. But you were finding that joy in that movement, and it was mm-hmm. good for your physical body. But like we've already talked about today, it was also good for your emotional self and your mental, um, even the spiritual. So you've, you've put all those parts of yourself in a positive, forward-moving movement, if you will, through that. And so I love that you're right. Music definitely is ageless, and it does unify us, and it gets us moving and it helps with that motivation that we were talking about earlier. If the motivation's not just naturally there, I would encourage folks to just turn on music while you're doing some housework. And you might be surprised at the rate at which you begin to move. And so let those things that you know get you moving. Set yourself up for success. When you first get up, mm-hmm. maybe turn on the music that you know is going to motivate you and bring you some joy before your day even begins. That could even be your, your first wise decision of the day. 
And I think the other thing is that when you are moving with um, less restraint, more abandon, and, and laughter comes easily, laughter is mm. good medicine. Laughter does release endorphins. There are studies that prove that even fake laughter can raise the hormonal levels in your body that make you happy. And it, there's something about happiness and joy, both, plus movement that helps the emotional health. And I, I think we always think of uh, physical fitness for fitness help and um Exercise. And exercise seems like a laborious word to many. But when you think about just physical movement, there's something less daunting about that, I think. And you already know the benefits that you'll feel afterward. Um, you and I have talked. I, I once taught 12 years of another program. And it was the most positive thing in my life. No matter what came during the day, I could forget about it for an hour. And I think that that is something that women need to recognize as well. Don't you deserve an hour for yourself and choose it doing something that gives you the joy. So that decision can be a very simple one. Find what makes you happy and move. Talk about the mental aspects of when you do physically move. We have about two minutes left. Okay, great. Well, mentally, a lot does happen within our brains when we do. You mentioned laughter. And so mm -hmm. the, the hormones that are released when we laugh, it is a real thing. And so I think as women, and I know for me, I'm speaking to the choir here, to not take ourselves too seriously, to allow ourselves some joy and some movement. And there's joy in movement. And so it doesn't have to be exercise, but it does allow us to free up our brains, if you will. As women, I think we've always sort of got that agenda and we've got a lot of things to juggle and that's important. And so don't, don't hear that I'm saying it's not, but so that's so important as women to keep all things going. But at the same time, we want to allow our, our minds to release, to get some joy, some joy and movement, more laughter in our lives so that we can enjoy the good things and be part of the good things. And so really embrace that as as women to be able to move and just enjoy that less stress by absolutely not quite so seriously we've got our final break to go on and we'll be back talking with amy stafford of body and soul fitness stay with us we're wise health for women radio and we'll return after these short messages found yourself on an airplane seated next to a non-stop talker that you really don't have anything at all in common with? When I fly, I usually want to catch up on my reading and not have to listen to an explaterator. It's even worse if they're a philodox. That's a person who just loves their own opinion. Well, now a Facebook app lets you choose your own seatmate before you fly. According to an article in USA Today, social media startups are bringing together compatible flyers before they take their seats. That's good news for people lovers, otherwise known as philodemics. A number of apps such as Plainly and Satisfy are helping travelers meet not only online, but in person. Think the Match.com of travel. I love flying and have been to almost as many places as my luggage. It's merging down the road. 
I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Weightlifting builds bone and strengthens muscles. Using proper form is extremely important to get the best results, but also to prevent injury. A common injury when lifting weights improperly is shoulder impingement. This condition is closely related to rotator cuff tendonitis and shoulder bursitis. The rotator cuff muscles encase the shoulder joint, and when injured, they swell. Typical symptoms of impingement syndrome include difficulty reaching up behind the back, pain with overhead use of the arm, and weakness of shoulder muscles. If you are experiencing any of these symptoms, get checked out by a doctor. Most importantly, take time to lift weights properly. Get good instruction and make sure you're not lifting weight that is too heavy. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond, keeping you healthy, happy, and fit. Welcome back. I think one of the things that I've always noticed, Amy, is that um, I shouldn't use the word always. What I notice often is that women take themselves very, very seriously. We have a mental. We are often working mothers. We are entrepreneurs. We are just amazing people who have a lot on our plates. But sometimes we take ourselves too seriously. And when we do, we are not leaving room for those decisions that are really more essential to staying healthy. I've had physicians say, you know, so-and-so you know, has the body of a 30-year-old, but their stress level is over the moon and they're not going to be okay in a, in a period of time. And I, I think that we all know people like that or maybe have been that person at one time or another. Talk to me about how we can not take ourselves too seriously, not overthink everything. And go back to what you said about one wise decision at a time in those functional pillars of wellness, physical, spiritual, mental, and emotional, and how that can make a difference. It does make a difference, Linda. And I agree with what you're saying. I'm tracking with you perfectly as another woman who who juggles a lot. So I know the listeners are picturing themselves in that place as well. And that as women, we are juggling work and family and social and home and all sorts of different things. And so when I say not to take ourselves too seriously, there are serious things in this life. And I know we've all experienced them and we've got more to come. And so it's just part of living this life. But we want to not overthink or I even consider it carrying baggage that we weren't meant to carry. Mm-hmm. And in times of my life when I have just felt really overwhelmed or maybe in a dark place, when I think back on those times, I feel like I was really carrying a couple heavy bags of things mm-hmm. that really weren't intended for me to carry. I should have laid them down already, <laughs> moved on instead of taking myself so seriously and bringing all my belongings with me. Mm-hmm. I should have put some of those things down, whether it was to delegate to somebody else or maybe it was just something that I needed to close the door on and move forward in my life in a different area if it was work-related, things like that. And so I think as women... And I know your listeners are strong, active, wanting to be healthy women. And so sometimes that feels like I need to do more. 
And, and I think more is a real dangerous word yes. in that more of some things is good, but all things in moderation. I'm mm-hmm. a big supporter of that and balancing mm-hmm. all things. So whether it's physical or emotional, spiritual, we need to have a balance and make sure that we're not carrying someone else's bags maybe or carrying bags from our past. And instead, I think we need to put those down, make more room for the wise decision, whether it's the physical decision or the the mental decision maybe to forgive somebody. I want to spend just a second mm, talking a about one. forgiveness. Just mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think even as women, we might even forget. For some of us, it's actually easier to forgive other people right. than we're willing to forgive ourselves. So instead, in that baggage that I'm carrying, I might be holding some regret or some blaming of myself for something that I'm not willing to forgive myself. So I'm willing to forgive someone else and I don't know what it is about us, but I think sometimes it's easier to forgive others instead of ourselves. And so I just want to encourage your listeners to make sure that maybe part of that baggage that's weighing you down, that, that's killing your joy at the moment, you know, if it's something that you need to, to lay down, forgive yourself for, and instead make that next wise decision and just mm-hmm. move forward out of that place without that bag coming with you so that you're going to be less heavy. You'll be less emotionally heavy and down, and then you've got that freedom to embrace joy, whether it's maybe a new hobby that you've just discovered that fills your passion bucket that you used to not even know about or didn't realize. And so it's that fun activity that you can move forward with, feeling lighter and more joyful and less stressed. But we have to make room for that by sometimes putting down those heavy bags. So not just physical, but spiritual and mental as well. I, I saw it somewhere. I don't recall where at the moment. It said sometimes when a door closes, you have to nail it shut. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's true sometimes because if we travel lightly, if we only accept the burdens that are ours and forgive, mm-hmm. and I agree with you, it's much easier, in my opinion, to forgive others than it is to forgive myself. Um, I think that's a common trait of of many women. But if we travel lightly and we're kind, I I think kindness is underrated in today's world. And it's a huge thing in terms of our mental outlook. And if if it came from the Dizzy movie, I forget which one, it was have courage and be kind. And I, I love that. I love that. Because I, th- I think it does help you to travel lightly. How do our listeners find out more about where they might be able to find a body and soul fitness class? Where do they go? I'm glad you asked. I am eager to meet some of your listeners someday. <laughs> you can find body and soul fitness classes all around the world, actually. And you can find out where our classes are located on our website, which is bodyandsoul.org. We are a nonprofit ministry, so we do have the org um, mm-hmm. on, a, on our name. And so if you spell it all out, bodyandsoul.org, you can look for a class and maybe find one near you in a town or city near you. But I always like to encourage folks, if there's not a body and soul class near you, we are interested in planting one near you. And so body and soul is just a wonderful place to exercise um, in a encouraging environment to contemporary Christian music. It's open to anyone. And so we can train somebody to become an instructor. So if there's not a class there on the website near you, if you will shoot an email to the contact us button that you find there on the web, 
um, we'll contact you and see if we can't find someone, whether it's you or maybe somebody that you know, that might want to teach Body and Soul so we could begin a new class right where you live. Which is so important. I think convenience really matters. And the easier we make it with fewer hurdles to achieve this uh, exercise option, if this is the one you're seeking, makes an enormous difference. And I, I also love, I'm going to come back to developing the good patterns that we talked about earlier. Motivation and movement, I, I know it's, it's a physics, you know, a body in motion stays in motion, and it's true. So talk just a little bit about how movement in general helps everything we do. It does. And we've talked about it today in all these different spheres of our life. So Mm -hmm. as a physical trainer, I always say movement begets movement. If you'll just move a little bit, those endorphins do kick in. And physically, you just want to continue to move. But also, I want to encourage everybody that even emotionally and spiritually, as you move in a positive direction by making those wise decisions each day, just a small decision one at a time with no judgment, you want to just move one step at a time forward in that forward motion, that that really does beget that pattern, that positive pattern. Mm-hmm. And so for anybody who's listening today that feels just discouraged or maybe they, they're just not finding their passion bucket being filled at the moment, I just encourage you to get quiet, um, kind of consider what does bring you joy or what used to bring you joy or maybe something new that might bring you joy and just make that decision so that you do begin that movement in that positive direction. So physically, for sure, take a walk, ride a bicycle, walk up and down the stairs maybe an extra couple of times today just to get that physical movement. But remember, there's a lot more to it than just the physical because as we move physically our systems that we talked about really do work more efficiently, and so it means we're getting more oxygen into our lungs, which sends oxygenated blood to our brains. Our mm-hmm. memories are better. Our aspect and our attitude improves. It's one, one thing after another physically begins to build us up emotionally and spiritually. So all those are going in that same positive direction by just making that one decision at a time it's where you develop, like Linda said, that good pattern. Doesn't have to be perfect, but it just needs to be good. I've in that yet to be that perfect person, but you're right. <laughs> it's the small steps that that do add up, and and I I think it's something called the slight edge philosophy. The things that we do that make a difference are easy to do, but they're also easy not to do. And Mm -hmm. so it's important to take those small steps and and be kind to yourself. I I think that we are often very, very hard on ourselves and making those decisions. If you slip one day and and don't go exercise, so what? That's that's behind you. Move forward and take the next decision. I, I want your opinion on one thing. We had just a couple of minutes left. I think there's a problem these days with decision overload. There's so many decisions we make all during the day, and we know not to go to the grocery store when we're hungry. But (laughs) sometimes that decision overload also means you won't make the decision to go exercise, even though you know you'll feel better when you do it. And I, I like to say that don't don't let the decision overload stop you from knowing how good you'll feel afterward. Do you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that. And I think 
when you say decision overload, I think short circuit. Right. Because you're right. In this world, we have so many decisions. We have we have great opportunity for decisions, which sounds, which makes it sound positive. It's easy to get overloaded and then thereby short circuit and feel like, I just don't want to make another decision. I'm just going to sit on the couch and eat a candy bar because it's just all I can do. But remember, right. that was a decision. It wasn't the best decision, maybe, but it was a decision. <laughs> and so it's easy to get short circuited because we do have all these choices available to us. But again, small step in a positive direction and then give yourself credit for that good decision you made pat yourself on the back be all excited look at yourself in the mirror with a big smile and say way to go because you did it Mm -hmm. and then move on in that positive direction as women we don't always get the praise we're busy praising our children or encouraging our husbands or our spouse and our in, mm-hmm. in our communities, you know, we're really the encourager, but we don't always get that in return. So move in that positive direction, direction and give yourself the credit that, wow, that was great and I've had a good morning so far. Let's move on with that positive attitude one decision at a time. You know, Amy, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your expertise, and your passion with us today. I think you're absolutely right. We need to encourage ourselves and we need to encourage others because it really we don't know when the difference will be made by something kind we say to someone else. You have been listening to Amy Stafford. You can find out more at bodyandsoul.org. And we are delighted to have met with you today. Make it a great week and many blessings to you in the week ahead. We'll talk with you next week. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.